Hey guys, so the folks over at Bioptimizers have done it again. They've just released their brand new and improved formula for Magnesium Breakthrough, the most powerful magnesium supplement on the market today. This product was already amazing, but Bioptimizers have continued to research and improve it. This is now the fourth generation formula, which means Magnesium Breakthrough is now even more potent and effective for reducing stress, improving sleep, and boosting your energy levels. If you've already taken Magnesium Breakthrough, you'll want to try the new formula as soon as you can because it now includes cofactors like vitamin B6 and manganese that actually help a lot with the absorption of this master mineral, magnesium. And if you have never tried Magnesium Breakthrough before, now is the perfect time to try it. Here's why. For the deepest healing of many health problems, Dr. Mark Circus, who is a prolific author, he has several, several books on Amazon. One of them is on magnesium, and all of his books are very heavily steeped in research. He'll tell you that there's only going to be one answer oftentimes, and that answer is actually magnesium for two important reasons. First, magnesium is involved in over 80% of the body's metabolic reactions, and second, about 75% of people these days are not getting enough magnesium. This is a much bigger problem than most people think because when you don't get enough magnesium, you suffer from all of the consequences like poor sleep, low energy, and much less stress resilience. In every bottle of Magnesium Breakthrough, you're going to get all seven unique forms of organic full-spectrum magnesium, which dramatically improve your health. And because it does support mental wellness, Magnesium Breakthrough can also help you finally feel like yourself again if you're struggling. Just take two capsules before you go to bed, and you'll be amazed at the improvements in your mood and your energy levels, and just how much more rested you feel when you wake up. So for an exclusive offer only for my listeners, head on over to magbreakthrough.com slash runga. That's magbreakthrough.com slash runga. And use code RUNGA10 during checkout to save an additional 10%. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Well, that is the story of human progress. One inch at a time. Hey guys, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here and to share this episode with you. This was a live interview from last weekend's Runga Gathering in Austin, Texas, featuring yours truly and Dr. Chris Shade, the founder of Quicksilver Scientific. And this talk is all about hormones, and we have a lot of fun. It's a very casual chat, but it's still a really deep dive into hormones what disrupts optimal hormonal rhythms, the role of detoxification in hormonal optimization, and so much more. As always, this being the fourth time now that I've interviewed Dr. Chris Shade on the show was both educational and entertaining, uh, and I know you guys are really going to dig it. In fact, this being two days into our Runga event and being a Dry Farm Wines hosted interview means we were both in extra chill mode. There might even be a little more cursing than you're used to, but we had a lot of fun, and that's all that counts with our live audience and our amazing attendees. Now, just before we dive in, you guys know I love Quicksilver Scientific. In fact, I've now interviewed Dr. Shade on anti-aging, immune, detoxification, and now hormones because, well, he's just creating some of the most cutting-edge products, and as soon as he comes out with a new line, 
I get him on this podcast to share his new work with you. He's created truly some of the most powerful and definitely the most absorbable supplements on the planet. You almost can't even compare. You really can't. Quicksilver's patented nanoparticle technology means that you're literally beginning to absorb your vitamins and experiencing increased blood levels of those vitamins, adaptogens, herbs, whatever you're taking, literally within seconds of taking the product. I mean, you just can't compare that to a capsule full of powder that you have to swallow and it has to break down in your system and then the liver has to decide what it wants to do and the nutrients have to hopefully get where they're needing to go. But if you have gut issues or anything like that, there's a chance they're not going anywhere but in your toilet when you go to the bathroom. So Quicksilver Scientific's products are a massive step up from almost every other product on the market. And I highly recommend you guys check them out for a collection of all of my favorites. And of course, a link to all the products that may arise on today's podcast, along with a discount code, head on over to coachjoedi.com slash quicksilver. That's coachjoedi.com slash quicksilver. And you can do that now or later, whatever you want to do as you enjoy this show. I know you're going to dig it. And one last thing, guys, for all the show notes uh, and links to all four podcasts that I've now done with Dr. Shade, please head on over to coachjoedi.com slash 189. This is podcast 189, wild and crazy, almost at 200. So that link is coachjoedi.com slash 189. All right, guys, enjoy the podcast. Thank you for being here. Uh, I wanted to introduce this panel because we're very lucky to have Maria from Dry Farm Wines here with us tonight. Yay. And there's so many things with Dry Farm Wines, like they're natural, uh, often biodynamic, organic. They're better than organic because natural is actually better than organic in the wine world. Maria can tell you all about it. Uh, low in sugar. They test every single wine. They visit, their team visits every single vineyard. It's so incredible. I can't even list all the things on their website off by heart because there's so many things that you guys are doing better uh, than other wine distributors and, and wine companies. So thank you so much for bringing this to Runga to share with us. Thank you. And the other reason it's very close to our hearts is because when Joe was very smooth uh, and got my number at Paleo Effects. I'll move over here so I can look at you. He uh, invited me to see him on Sunday night, the night after uh, after Paleo Effects. And I didn't know if I was going to go because it, like it was a really long day and I had biked home and I was soaking wet and because it was raining on my way home. And it was like perfect conditions for me to cancel on somebody. Like that's exactly what I would normally do. <laughs> But I really wanted to, something in me was just, I felt like this magnetic pull. And I didn't know where I was going either. And maybe you can tell the rest of the story, but do you want, or do you want me to continue? <laughs> I can keep going. Yeah, well, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting, like, divine meeting. And um, I'll say, you know, for me, I joked that it was love at first sight for me and ninth or tenth sight for her. Um, but it, it, it was a really amazing, one of the most divine cosmic experiences of my whole life just the like literally like the water parting for us to meet and even the things that came out of my mouth to ensure that she would hang out with me was so foreign very smooth (laughs) and I was like I went back I was with my buddy Jake I'm like you should have seen what I was coming up with you know she was like 
you know, I, I told her to call me or take down my number, and she's like, you know, totally shut me down. She's like, my phone's dead. <laughs> and then I had my buddy's portable charger in my pocket, and I was like, here. Nice. Yeah, had her charge up. And so maybe maybe you came because you had the charger. But that was the whole thing. I, I couldn't let you leave without. Right. Your but I will say, so after the after the event, we book, we go home and um, I was hoping that she would call. And in that interim, you know, I get invited to this awesome party down the road where basically all the heavy hitters are hanging out right after the paleo effects show. And it was the dry farms party. And um, it was yeah, it was a really fun time. And Amelia came and it was great. And uh, and then we went back the next year. And we were married. Yeah. So then we went back to the same party the following year and we were married. So we we're like a dry farms success yeah, story. Dry farm couple. Is Leon a dry farms baby? No, you know what? I actually <laughs> Probably. No, no, I actually I actually had to loosen things up. Okay. Let's go with that. <laughs> oh, you know what? Well, thank you all so much. Thank you, Dry Farm Wine. Thank you for our first date, which is beautiful. Um, thank you for being here. We love working with you guys, and we're excited for this panel uh, with Dr. Chris Shade of Quicksilver Scientific, and you all know Joe. Thank you, Amelia. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you so much, and thanks for being here. And, and feel free throughout the panel to just refill your glass and have a wonderful time. Uh, Dr. Shade, I'm so excited to chat with you about hormones right now. You know, it's funny. We've had quite a few podcasts together. Yes. We've covered detox and we've, we've covered immune and I covered leaky vagina on the first one. You did. You did. I yeah. was. So the intro to the whole podcast has, has this clip and I said, ah, oh, there's leaky GI, there's there's leaky brain, blood brain barrier, there's leaky liver, hell, there's you know leaky vagina, and then Joe goes like this, and so they have this clip on it, and then it says on there, did he just say leaky vagina? I've since fired my original producer of the podcast, but he chose that, that minute. hook. He chose that minute as the hook, which <laughs> I, I was uh, it hooks just about anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, but we we haven't covered hormones in a lot of depth and it's so exciting to see a lot of your new products and a lot of the things that you're working on right now because it seems like you know you kind of you kind of approach something like detox at first and conquer it and then immune and conquer it and you keep moving on and you've made your way to hormones and created some amazing amazing hormonal support products and it's super exciting and it's a topic that is just so relevant to so many people and seemingly at a younger and younger age so I'm curious, Dr. Shade, question one is, when is the time to start thinking about hormones, whether you're a man or a woman? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question because there's the sort of normal course of things and then there's when things get dysregulated. And so in October when we came here, uh, we hadn't quite released all these products. We had a little bit of it. I think we just had the first bottles of the uh, DHEA+. Plus. And, uh, and I said to my team, well, uh, yeah, there'll be a couple of women sort of perimenopausal that'll be into this. There's always, you know, a few around. Uh, but when I got here, I realized that, you know, the, the problems extend quite a bit deeper. And I spoke to a lot of women in their 20s and 30s who are like, oh, yeah, I got all these different problems going on. And so 
there's you talk about the normal course of things and the, the normal course of things that uh, yeah i mean your hormones peak when you're 25 uh you know and they're sort of like twilight i mean they're still fine until you're in your mid-30s uh and and then they start declining and so making sure that they're toned up and really running really strongly is is super important and you know they're they have vastly greater trigger power in the whole system than so many of the things that we look at quite a bit. Uh, and as we go through and talk, we'll talk about their relevance to a number of things, including the rate of aging very easily, but even detoxification. Uh, and so, you know, things, and we're going to talk a little bit more about women than about men because women are more important because as I scan across, there's a lot more of them. And you take care of the women and your life like that is three quarters of the battle. And because men are simpletons, it's not a big deal. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit more about women. But in that cascade, you start going down from 35 through the 40s into the 50s. And in the 40s, uh, you have what's called a relative estrogen excess where, uh, you know, they're all going down. But progesterone kind of drops quick and estrogen drops slow. And so this ratio between estrogen and progesterone is super important. And we all know that because when estrogen's overblown relative to the progesterone, you've got no cool. Your, uh, the glutamate receptors in the brain are what creates anxiety and those start hyperfiring. And so you're, uh, anxious and irritable and, you know, everything's kind of getting to you. And uh, progesterone is quite the opposite, you know, and uh, progesterone uh, hits GABA receptors. And so that's, and the glutamate receptors are the sympathetic autonomic dominance, the fight or flight thing. Like we all know fight or flight versus rest, digest, repair, regenerate, detoxify. Those come from GABA receptors and GABA firing. And those come from progesterone. And so like Evan and I have been banging progesterone all day to keep ourselves, you know, on the cool side. And, and you know, men will use a lot of progesterone as well. Uh, my ex-wife, you know, used to say, well, you're being kind of an asshole. Maybe you should have some progesterone. Uh, and it usually worked pretty well. And uh, in fact, I, I just want to tell you this tangential story because this is kind of fun. I was, uh, I was the only male speaker at a conference called Empowering Women uh, or Empowered, I don't know, empowered in women, you know, and, uh, and it's me and 400 women, you know, and you think this is going to be a good thing. Like, yeah. Me and 400 women. Yeah. I'm, I'm the man. I'm all cool here. Right. And so you get through like three days of this and then we're at this dinner at night and I'm sitting at a table with a million women and, and we're talking and talking and my staff was all here and they're at a different table. And during the course of the dinner, I started collapsing into a little shell and I didn't know what my inherent self-worth was, why I was there and why I was even on the planet and why I was allowed to be alive. And, and I was uncomfortably got done with dinner and I walked over to our staff and they look up at me cause you know, I pretty much project my energy everywhere I'm going. And they're like, what the fuck? We've never seen this. Chris, what the fuck is up? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Hold on. And I ran over to the booth where I had this nano sublingual progesterone. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, Oh, okay. uh, No, all right, we're good. And I walk back to the table and they're like, 
wait, what the fuck? You're fine now. And I was like, pheromonic estrogen dominance. I was overwhelmed by estrogen pheromones and and all the girls were like, see, you see what freaking happens to us? And that's in the progesterone deficit. And so that runs through, you know, the mid-30s to your 50s when it all bottoms out and then it gets even worse. And so during those periods, <laughs> you know, you need some progesterone. And uh, the topical progesterone emerged as the easiest access to this kind of stuff where you just go, you rub some of this stuff on, and you start chilling out. Uh, so we made this nano serum, and it just works like gold. Then as you get a little bit farther into the game, then you're going to have you got to bring up DHEA, you got to bring up testosterone, or you got to restore testosterone from where it was, which was dick. It was fucking nothing. It was down there. And you got to bring that up, and then you got to eventually bring estrogen back into the situation. Uh, and so we tried to make the system so that you have the flexibility to do all those things. And uh, for women, uh, it's a little bit easier. So you can load uh, DHEA into the system and it starts partitioning into testosterone and estrogen. Uh, men, this is forbidden. And men have a feedback system where DHEA will never become testosterone. Uh, it'll become estrogen if it comes in in the wrong form. Uh, so DHEA is this adrenal hormone that's an androgen. It does a lot of testosterone-like things, but it's also an estrogen. It does some estrogenic things as well. Uh, it drives metabolism. It drives cognition. Uh, you know, my friend Lauren Bramley, who was my hormone doctor, uh, her her late boyfriend was, you know, one of people she calls, oh, the high DHEA-type men. And... I, I'm one too, you know, I never have to, you know, I supplement testosterone, but I don't have to screw around with DHEA. And, you know, it just gives your brain a certain, you know, edge to it. So you, you really want it high. And it's one of these beautiful hormones. Uh, you know, you've got like a reference range for testosterone. Low, we know, sucks. Uh, upper is good. Too high can become a pain in the ass. Uh, estrogen, you're like, God, I got to be right in the middle because everything else is bad. DHA, you just like send it up, you know, and so you can take a lot and you can get to really high levels of DHA and it's really not a problem. When you take capsules, you tend to, a lot of it's, well, it's all moving through the liver and so you get a little bit more of these androgenic negative aspects for women that get a little bit of acne, they get some, uh, you get facial hair, uh, and, but in the nanoparticle, we don't see any of that. Uh, because it goes right into the body and it can start transforming into these other hormones uh, without having these liver effects. So DHA, it's nice. You can just drive it really high and everything's pretty cool. And your testosterone levels come up with that and they stay, you know, really as high as you want them to be. You can bring DHA and testosterone up together. Uh, and then all you got to really manage is your estrogen levels. And there's a lot of access to just some, some simple blood testing to see kind of where you are. And, you know, everybody worries about how to test for uh, hormones. And, oh, is it saliva? Is it serum? And then, like, well, there's no one perfect level. You got to see where you feel good and see the levels. There's really overblown in this direction. There's overblown in that direction. You got to get to where you're feeling good, read those levels and try to approximate them and keep them 
uh, running pretty low. So earlier when you talked, you said, you know, I can ask you questions or you can just start talking, which is what happened. But we're going to trade a little bit more cadence here. So I think the question was, you know, in time, where do we make these changes? So in the 30s, they're changing. They're going through the 40s. You're going through this relative uh, estrogen dominance. Progesterone is a really good thing. But DHEA and all those others are going down. And so the DHEA is a nice thing to bring in then. You can bring in even quarter doses. Uh, you know, at postmenopausal, we're going to have you on high doses. So you're kind of, as it's going down, you're titrating up your dose. You're using progesterone to need and you know need is pretty much figured out around mood uh and we'll talk a little bit about how those interact with like rate of aging and detoxification too love it yeah yeah i've, I've interviewed you before like this and <laughs> it's all good uh no so it, well real quick on the dhea because you mentioned guys can't take it but we want our levels high Oh, yeah. No, uh, guys can't take my DHEA because uh, two out of three are going to spike super high estrogen levels. Uh, it it comes in uh, because of the nanoparticle. It comes in the form that rapidly transfers into other forms through the gut. It becomes the sulfated slow to change form. Got it. So it's and yeah, so for guys, you tend to drive estrogen up pretty quick. And I'm working on blocking that so we can use this as because this is the best dha source you'll ever find uh and for women it's magic uh but for for men it's you know it's not the right thing so you just take a capsule of dha because you do want to keep your levels you know if you're looking at your blood levels you know you want to i mean 300 400 500 these are great places to be in you know 50 60 is where a lot of people are hanging out Right, absolutely, and and it's interesting too because you know I've talked to quite a few hormone docs, and levels can also be interesting and deceiving in that if Eben and I both test our testosterone and we're both seven hundred, he might have symptoms of low testosterone, and yeah. I might feel yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned the you know when you were at the the women's conference, you know the estrogen <laughs> right. overload. So maybe we talk a little bit about symptoms and yeah. and how to decide. No, when. I mean it's it's a really uh, it's a really important point. So there's androgenicity and estrogenicity, and so the androgens, you know, and this is testosterone and it's DHT, uh, it's DHEA, uh, they're all androgens, and and then of course you have your estrogens, and. The thing with the hormones is the effect, like your androgenicity is the effect of the level of the hormones circulating times the density of the receptors in the system. You have androgen receptors. The androgen strikes the receptor and all these things, this whole event cascade starts taking place. If you look at women and supplementing testosterone for something like libido, you can jack their testosterone the first day to a guy's level. It doesn't have to change shit. I mean, there's like a little change. But seven to ten days later is when it happens. So it's the activity of the receptors propagating that signal into the system, which is the result. And so what we don't see in the testing is the density of the receptors. There's no testing for that. So you get yourself to different levels and see how you feel. Now, you 
that would be a nice simple picture if the estrogen or if the receptor density was fixed, but that is dynamic too. Now, it's not infinitely dynamic. You're pegged and there's your average and we can upregulate it and downregulate it. And one of the things that upregulates the receptor density are the adaptogens that we take. And that's what you see in our hormone formulas. I mean, loosely, we have the DHEA plus for the women and the longevity elite uh, for for the men, but really women can take that too. But the ginseng's in there. Like why, you know, the, the Chinese emperors all got access to the best freaking ginsengs, you know. They couldn't get shots of testosterone cypionate, but they could get lots of ginseng and really good ginseng. And ginseng upregulates the density of the receptors. So it's making you more sensitive to the levels that you have. You know, famously, there's a one clinician who's a naturopath that works with me who has higher, you know, testosterone levels than me. But I, I don't know how to say this, but I'm rather a bit more androgenic. Uh, and, you know, so the, the density levels is obviously very different. And... Uh, and so we can affect those. And then if we go back, you know, to, you know, so how did the Chinese do anti-aging medicine? You know, they were, that, well, let's talk about how do we do thyroid medicine? I've got deficient thyroid. What do I take for deficient thyroid? Thyroid. Right. Freeze-dried pig thyroid. Pig thyroid because there's the most homology in the protein, so we don't react to it as much. Because there are hormones in there that actually make an attack through the GI and go into circulation. So what do the Chinese do? Well, they eat testicles, you know, and they eat penis, you know. It's like powdered deer penis, you know. There's, there's a famous Steven Seagal in, like, Chris Rock movie, and he's like... And he has this flask around his neck and he's always pouring some and taking it. And then, the, you know, the, the foil, you know, the black cop, Chris Rock, says, give me some of that. And he takes it. He goes, what's that? He goes, powdered deer penis. Yeah, and he spits it out. But that was what they did. And then the, the uh, deer antler velvet had all the growth hormone because it's growing tips all the time. You know, and so you're getting growth hormone from there. You're getting testosterone from the orchic, and we call it orchic when we don't want to say testicle. And uh, and then you do all the herbs that upregulate all your receptor density, and the herbs that help harmonize uh, between all the transformations between all the different herbs. I mean, between all the different hormones. So, so it's interesting. Um, when we first started, you you kind of alluded to. There's a relationship between optimal hormone levels and your ability to detox. So how does the receptor play into that, though? Because Oh, okay. uh, well, no, no, it does. It's a different, it, it's, you know, so when we talk about detox, we talk about NRF2. And they call those nuclear transcription factors. You know, it's a little bit different than a receptor, but not all that different. So NRF2 is a nuclear transcription factor. We have certain plant chemicals or certain stressors like toxins and uh, reactive oxygen species trigger NRF2 to go into the nucleus and upregulate all the genes for the detoxification and free radical control, call it chemoprotection. So glutathione genes, superoxide dismutase, all the transporters, all the way you use all that chemoprotective stuff. You know, it's a hormetic stress switch and it turns up whoosh and it expels the demons, you know, from the cell. And uh, unfortunately, and, and we can use things like 
lipoacin, quercetin, and sulforaphane to upregulate that and turn up the system. Great, all right? But it needs a cofactor. And there's another of the nuclear transcriptures, transcription factors called the PXR, the pregnane X receptor that responds to pregnenolone and even more powerfully for women to progesterone. So what I saw in when I first started coming in detox, uh, I yeah I had a lot of people who were you know mold and lime and really got deep into trouble. But I saw a ton of peri and menopausal women who had a mouthful of amalgams, just dealt with it fine when they were young, and then all of a sudden they have all these symptoms of toxicity because the hormone system is gone and the hormone system's ability to co-regulate. Your detoxification system goes away, and then all this stuff that you're keeping at bay, you know, when I talk about cellular levels of detox, it's the cells pushing away, casting the demon out, push it away, push it away. It's all the machinations of the glutathione system upregulated through this NRF2 transcription, but then the progesterone goes away, and there's no ability to upregulate it when you need it, and, you know, these things start collapsing in and hitting their target and having their toxicities. Well, that's interesting, too, because we kind of, we see hormonal issues happening kind of at a younger age. So when we see people that enter menopause and suddenly have all these detox issues or yeah. toxicity symptoms, and we see hormone levels dropping yep. in younger people, and we know like metals, plastics, molds, all the stuff that's kicking around. So in other words, as the hormonal system is keeping detox at bay or toxicity at bay the toxins are also keeping the hormone system at bay by dysregulating the hormone system so there's this downward spiral that engages and so at those points when you're you're highly toxic you know the liver is underestimated for uh how much of a nexus of hormonal integrity it is and so as those toxins get in, they start turning down the ability of the hormones to be generated. Then you'll have things like uh, adrenal fatigue, which is now called burnout because the, uh, the medical establishment hates to use anything that came from the alternative first, so they call it burnout. It's like, burnout? It's like, you're a fucking burner, dude. You know, it's like they're going to call, you know, you know, high TH syndrome, high THC syndrome. That's going to be like burner syndrome. Uh, anyway, so that's my joke on the on the medical guys. Uh, but in adrenal fatigue, you've 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 failed to recognize that you're in a toxic situation, uh, an infectious situation, and you're young, and you use adrenaline to drive the system until it stops responding for you and it stops putting out what it used to put out and so then the hormones start dropping first you suck a lot of the power that was going to go into the sex hormones you suck it over into the adrenals just to keep everything rolling under this high stress scenario and then that starts falling apart then the whole thing gets out of whack so under those situations when you're trying to get the people back you do have to uh, supplement the underlying hormone situation and so for women if you you know you're 26 or you're 30 and you know you've gotten into this space of chronic illness you know at the same time you're detoxifying and addressing microbial overgrowth you are going to have to push up on the hormone system and dha and progesterone are beautiful levers to push that up from that don't you know get you into trouble 
uh, but they facilitate you know, the expulsion of all these problems and the self-correcting of the ship as long as it's done in, con- you know, in concert with you know, changing some of the lifestyle habits to preserve your energy. Right, right. And it's interesting, and it's that kind of funny, ironic twist that oftentimes when it comes to hormone replacement, we, we're afraid of stepping into that unknown, right? Like, we'll take all the vitamins. Oh, you know, we'll, shit. We'll, we'll take I know. all the... And you say hormone to a woman, she says, it's word association, cancer. Hormone and cancer. You know, and... I mean, that's just, you know, how it's grown up, you know, but it's like, you know, for me, the, the picture is very clear. I remember being uh, a, a kid in my mom's kitchen and her, you know, opening up, you know, the hormones she was taking. They were probably birth control. And I just remember very vividly this picture of this, you know, toxic, highly invasive chemical that she was putting into her body every day. And I was like, I don't know, four or five, you know? And I still remember it, like, really acutely. I remember that. And uh, the reason that's all associated with cancer, I mean, like, progesterone is the most anti-cancer thing, uh, but progestins, why would they even make... So progestins are things that strike the progesterone receptors. The They have estrogen things that strike the estrogen receptors with more affinity than the natural hormones do but with less of or none of the holistic effects that they have. And so the progestins were used for birth control. They were used for a number of things. In fact, in, in fact, oh, your hormones are down, progesterone's down. We're going to give you this progestin because it's better than progesterone. Why is it better than progesterone? More expensive. Well, it's patented, and therefore I put it through clinical trials. And I'm not going to put anything through clinical trials that I can't patent. And I can't patent a hormone because it's naturally occurring. And so we're not going to do that. We're just going to fuck you with, you know, these synthetic hormones that we make. And so those were associated with increased cancer risks. And so they get sucked into the pile of fear uh, around hormones. And so you got to understand, you know, which are the ones that are more beneficial to work with and which were the ones you got to be a little bit more careful. Like estradiol, you still got to be really careful with because estrogen-dominant cancers are real. And uh, and so that's where, you know, you, you want to have some guidance and uh, you want to have some measurement. And would, so would the topicals and things that, that you've got, would those be, how do those compare to if somebody walked in to a hormone doc and they were put on, you know, injectables or whatever. How would that compare to the topical stuff that, that you've got? All right. So the, the DHEA, pregnenolone and, and, you know, nutraceutical adaption and stuff is an oral. But then because we're doing supplements, we can't do oral progesterone or we do these sublingual nanoparticles. So sublingual nanoparticles, you know, they'll be over at People's Pharmacy. Uh, and those, uh, the sublingual nanoparticles of progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone all have to go through the pharmacy. Uh, but the topicals are a place where you can do uh, hormones uh, on OTC or a supplement level. And, uh, you know, topical progesterone has always worked. Uh, and then the nano serums, though, they really work. You know, you get really high levels and uh, and it ends up being a really, really good way to go. Uh, when we were doing the nanoparticle sublingual, it was, it was interesting. 
uh, stuff that like capsules of progesterone. So progesterone, usually you're taking, sometimes you get to where you have to take a really a lot. You got to get to really high serum levels. Then you got to get to to tablets or, or, or capsules. And they have a little bit more of this sleep-inducing effect than the nanoparticle. But then when we did the topical, you know, there's a lot that goes into topicals. We don't really know. Why do they show up in this in the saliva in like 30 seconds? And what does that mean and stuff? But the topical ended up having all the sleep effects and the pacifying effects that the tablets did, uh, yet had... You know, the, the sublingual was more regeneration of the uterine ovarian uh, complex. And the, the topicals seem to be able to do both of them, uh, at least in the, in the nanoserum. Yeah. And is, is there anything you would, if someone's going to step into hormone support and things like that, is there anything you would precurse it with or put in concert kind of? What default? do you put before everything? Detoxification. Uh so, you, you know, you, you, you put new hormones into a broken system and, you know, they, they are going to tend to go sideways. And, you know, you know, when people are sideways, they can't seem to manage. Nothing can fit together. They put this in, it goes that way. They put that in, it goes that way. Uh, and it's like nothing really works for them. And so getting into a clean slate and do a deep detox, especially one that gets rid of molds and plastics, the things that are really strong xenoestrogens, use a lot of DIM in your cleanup phase. DIM is really nice for cleaning out uh, hormonal excess or xenohormones. Xenohormones are chemicals from the outside that look to your body like the hormones. So they stick on uh, hormone receptors and they hold on to them and, uh, and, and they screw up all their firing. So detoxification lends you a clear slate in which a lighter touch is all you need because when the system's broken, you got to come in with the hammer and, you know, there's chips flying left and right. It's just not good. And I, actually, I think we're going to give everybody a push catch. Right on. Yeah. So, like, I, I, there's a box for everyone? I saw a pile of them. All right. Right. So maybe maybe we talk about push catch. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that. This is like my favorite thing. This is like the people's detox. I, I wanted to get, you know, I started off doing these detoxes that were like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months, you know, and you just get, you got to be into it. You know, it was like Joe Mercola was one of the early guys that did, you know, you had to have this freaking obsessive, uh, you know, spectrumy guy, you know, to like do all these things. So when we did Tony Robbins, he had a staff of like five people dosing him all day, you know. Uh, and I wanted to have something more like gets everything simple to do. And, uh, and you know, over time, I understood that we had to couple detoxification to bioflow. And so we got to get the cells to throw into the blood, the liver to pull from the blood and then the liver to dump the toxins with the bile. So bile, that green fluid that comes out of your liver, collects in the gallbladder, goes into the small intestine to digest fats, is also the green highway of the trash. And uh, the toxin transporters are actually bile transporters. And so we, you'll see we use a lot of bitters, and the bitters are embedded into the liver sauce. This thing called push catch liver, liver detox has two parts, liver sauce and binder. So liver sauce, you're going to take a teaspoon of that. It's going to go in. 
It's going to mobilize into the blood. It's going to stimulate the cells to throw out the trash. It's going to stimulate the liver to grab the trash. It's going to stimulate the liver to dump into the bile. And 30 minutes after you hit that, you're going to come in with the binders. And the binders are charcoals and zeolites and IMDR metal binder and uh, kytosan is a mole binder. And they're going to come in and they're going to grab all the stuff you just dumped in with the bile. And you're going to notice, like you mentioned last night, if you don't take your binder, you're going to be like, I feel pretty wonky here. And then you take that binder and immediately you're like, oh, all clear. And this only works in this nanoparticle technology. You peak everything into the blood in like 20, 30 minutes. I mean, it's crazy. You watch these levels just poof. And then it activates everything. And 30 minutes later, you can go, you clear out the trash. It's not like all these capsules, you know, one absorbs in an hour, one absorbs in two hours, one absorbs in six hours. They're all doing different things. Everything hits in a concerted effort to move everything out. And then you come in, you clean it up, you wrap the whole thing in a neat little bow, and you're done. You did this cycle of detox. And it was a profound cycle of detox. You may not know until you forget your binder, and then you're like, well, this is kind of profound uh, in a bad way. And, and then you can do that once a day, twice a day, three times a day. You can do a half dose, a full dose, a double dose, a triple dose. You can just keep pushing up and it keeps pushing everything out. And so what's in this liver sauce, like the first part of it are traditional bitters. There's a product we have called Bitter X and same like you're putting in your cocktail. You've got some gentian, which is a, uh, a bitter tonic and you've got the Ayurvedic bitter tonic myrrh. We, you know, uh, you know, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Myrrh was one of the, these are all great healing uh, substances in in the Middle East and Ayurveda, and myrrh clears. It's in a female formula to clear stagnated chi out of the uterus. That's all blood out of the uterus. But in the liver, it clears stagnated uh, bile out of the liver. And so you're taking these bitters, and then you have some mast cell stabilizers, things that's, that stabilize your allergic reaction to the things that you're moving out of the system. Because that's really important because mast cells, these, you know, uh, mediators of allergy are pro-inflammatory. They create inflammation and inflammation blocks detox. So we have to quell them while the trash comes out so they don't activate the mast cells. And then we need some things that upregulate that NRF2 and that's the lipoic acid along with quercetin and milk thistle. So we get all these things happening and once it all moves, it moves through the liver, goes down to the GI and it's a nice, nice clean cycle. Now your box has 20 of these cycles in it. Often we'll do five, two, five days on, two days off. Or 10 days on, four days off. Thank you for the math quickly. Or 270 days on and do the math, Mandy. All right. Or a full 20 days straight. Uh, the most common you know, way to do is the five, five days on, two days off, you know, Monday through Friday, then the weekend off, or you go 10 to. And this will take you through uh, 28 days if you're doing once a day dosing. Or ten days if you're doing twice a day dosing. For anybody here, you're not you're not wussies. You know you're not new to this game. It's not your first rodeo. Go for the twice a day, and roll through that in a ten day cycle and see how you feel. Amazing. And and I want to take questions from you guys. So if you start thinking about them, uh, I'll I'll take some questions from the audience in just a second. Um, 
I wanted to just hit two things before we wrap up. Number one, you know, you just mentioned, and we can make this one quick, but, you know, working with people, especially over the last couple of years and looking at like vitamin D levels, as an example, with a with a bigger microscope than maybe I even had in years past. And it's funny because you always have the client, you know, I always push Quicksilver because of what you just mentioned in 20 or 30 minutes, everything's in the blood and it's perfect. Just to kind of compare again, because I've had people take, you know, I tell them to take a whole bunch of vitamin D to get their levels up. And some of them, some of them go right up, but some of them decide to go get capsules and buy whatever Amazon's bestseller is, things like that. And literally I've seen people in months take 10,000 IU a day and not move the needle and then finally cave and switch to a liposomal. And then everything goes up. And everything goes up. Yeah. So can you talk about what, but then there's people that survive and make it through on capsules. So can you, what, what's going on there? Uh, primarily bioflow, but there can be transporter issues as well. And so one of our friends that was here shared the story that she was doing the 10,000 IU a day uh, of capsules. And she was, you know, 25, 27, 25, 27. Here we want like 50 to 70, 80, you know, all that. Nothing, nothing going on, nothing going on, nothing going on, nothing going on. Switch to the nano emulsion and boom, she was at 80 in no time. Right. So what was the difference for her? Uh, There's a bioflow issue. So there was a gallbladder removed. And so when you eat food, you don't have the bolus dose of bile to what's bile doing. It's emulsifying the fats, breaking them into little droplets so you can absorb them. And so you don't have that going on. And so the vitamin D in its oil carrier isn't being pulled into these little uh, things called colimicrons that, that then go out into the blood and bring that there. And so what do we do when we make these nano emulsion particles or liposome particles? But we pre-digest all this. We make these nano-sized little fat droplets wrapped. In fact, what is the chylomicron wrapped in? There's dietary fats with fat-soluble vitamins wrapped in a layer of phosphatidylcholine. The same thing that we're using as the dominant architecture of these particles. And uh, so we pre-make these things down to this super small size, so small that they go right across the mucous membranes and into the blood. So if you do have any digestive issues, this is going to bypass all those. And so you get something like ultravitamin. You've got all the vitamin A's, all the carotenes, all the vitamin E's, uh, and the D and the K, all there in these pre-digested, super absorbable particles. Wonderful. And then, you know, switching gears again to, I want, I want you to give us this, if you can, I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag, but in terms of this new cardiovascular program you got. So it was interesting. You know, I had, I told you the other day, like I had COVID and it was a couple of days, just a horrible headache and things like that. But then, and I didn't even know what it was about, but I, I had a few like heart flutters, you know, in the weeks that passed. And I, you know, I didn't tell any about, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't understand what it was. And you know, we were chatting. It seems like it was likely related. Absolutely. COVID-based cardiotoxicity. Yeah. Spike proteins are cardiotoxins. It screws the cardiovascular system, screws the pulmonary system. There was all those guys getting uh, myocarditis, whether they were vaccinated or had COVID. I mean, it really creates serious cardiovascular stress. And you told me that. I was like, that's COVID, dude. And you're like, oh, thank God. I thought there was something wrong with me. You know? <laughs> 
And it's like, no, there's something wrong with this whole freaking world now. I mean, there's there's massive neuroinflammatory aspects of all this spike protein toxicity. There's massive cardiotoxic aspects, and there's massive pulmonary aspects. There's massive immunological aspects of us taking all these vaccines. We are a fucked up race right now, but we're resilient, and we'll get over it. It's all cool. But we do have to admit that these things are there. You know, because they they do screw things up. And so I was saying, oh, I got this. And I, you know, I had hypertension through this period. You know, I got divorced. I had my son thrown out of school. My house burned down to the ground and it was COVID and I had 100 employees. There was a little bit of stress. I mean, there was a couple things that went on, you know, but I'm cool. I don't have problems. No, I was like, I was going to die, you know, it was, it was really difficult, you know, and uh, one of the beautiful things, you know, is, is this cardiovascular formula, and I didn't really understand it enough at first, I wasn't taking a high enough dose, but at a high enough dose, it's really a beautiful thing, because uh, in these formulas, we like to put the uh, the Western stuff that we know, like there's L-citrulline in there. It's a precursor to nitric oxide. Cool. And like, I remember sitting next to Dietrich Klinghart, you know, eons ago, and and he said something. Uh, ben Lynch was, was lecturing, and, and uh, somehow it came up, and Dietrich said, the vitamins, those represent what we know. The plants represent what we don't know. And so in the plants will be a compound or two that we've hyper-characterized. But then there's a symphony of things that we haven't really characterized. And so you got to know when to use, uh, you know, which one to use. So there's all, you know, there's usually in our formula something straight up, you know, boom, I know what this does. There's literature on it. And then there's whole plant stuff. And so uh, there's a there's a licensed acupuncture and herbal herbologist that works for us who's worked with me for, I don't know, 10, 10 years now. And he really wanted this, his formula to go out. And so, you know, I knew what I wanted to go. I want some Hawthorne in there and I want some citrulline in there. And But, you know, he's like, well, you got to use this Danshan, this red salvia. This is what's used all in Chinese herbs. And, and then we're like, oh, wait, well, let's bring some... Uh, you know, some Ayurvedic stuff, stuff that everything is dispelling stagnation, you know, myrrh and boswellia, uh, and some clove and some cinnamon and, and the noto ginseng is a circulatory ginseng. So everything dispelling and moving. And once I get the high enough doses, it just kind of resolved everything, <laughs> you know, and, and you take it and you feel everything kind of open up and move to the periphery and you're like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, I've re-regulated my whole like heart attack of a life, <laughs> you know, and now it's not so bad, you know. And so it's so funny. I mean, you know, it's so working in both directions. There's so much of the perceptional stuff of like, how am I going to handle these stresses and what do the stresses do for me? And then there's these these things that we go hard outward and we open up and they relax us, you know. And so it's important that we're addressing. All of them at the same time. Yeah, and, and it's the second or third time since I've known you that I've told you about a problem. And you've pulled out, like, the bottle with the handwritten masking tape label <laughs> on it. And I'm always like, yeah, what's in that one? You know? But That's was, what I'm, I'm known for. You know? When is that due? When is the cardiovascular... 
Legion. Legion. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the really. kidney care is out now, and that's a it'll be a companion with the liver sauce. You know, these are simply named, you know. And this one will help drain more out of the kidneys. And, you know, especially, you know, you get into these situations where you're trying to do liver stuff, but you're still foggy. And especially you're doing it, and we get into this a lot when we're doing a lot of antimicrobial therapies, and we're killing a lot of stuff off, and there's just like a lot of fog and heaviness happening. Draining through the kidney is a really big thing. And, you know, taking the kidney sauce and drinking a lot of water. And, you know, one naturopath taught me, you know, oh, yeah, when you're in that foggy, toxic thing, water, tea, water, tea, water, tea, till you pee every 10 minutes, you know, and start moving that that out. So, you know, moving a lot of stuff out through the watery channel uh, often helps you clear quite a bit. And that's out already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the kidney care is right over there. Uh, guys, all right, well, let's take a couple of questions here uh, from the audience. Anybody that has something for Dr. Shade, Exana, do you want to come up and use the mic? No? All right, wing go it. ahead. It's a small situation. All right, wing it. Where gold is curcumin. Yes, I heard that from Sunil Pai. He was the first guy who brought that to me. He's a, he's a great naturopath out of uh, Santa Fe or... One of the crappier towns in New Mexico, actually. Uh, it's not Santa Fe. It's you know, Albuquerque. It's Albuquerque. That's the one. See, I knew I'd, I knew I'd trigger it with that. Uh, he's out of Albuquerque. And, uh, and he had first said this, uh, that you know, we have gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And if you substitute gold for curcumin, which has a golden-like hue to it, you know, all of them are very big healing substances in Ayurveda, and they all are known, yeah, you know, curcumin for inflammation, but they all move and push out stagnation. And uh, I'm just going to tie it over to, there's a a theory uh, out of Chinese medicine that was brought back by, I think it was Gunter Fruhoff, he's an acupuncturist, and it was called Goo Syndrome. And that's when you've got these Basically, uh, what we understand now is biofilm disease. You know, multiple overlapping parasites and viruses and bacteria all living in these biofilms coming and going. It's a cyclic, chronic parasitism. And it demands uh, antimicrobials, but it demands a lot of stagnation resolvers, things that move energy. So that cardio formula would be great. But one of the things that are used a lot, even in Chinese medicine, they would use myrrh and boswellia uh, and curcumin. They were, they were great for, for moving, dispelling, and resolving inflammation. All right. Does that, does that answer your question, Exana? Amazing. Uh, yeah. You, if it's not getting in the cell, it's more of a transporter issue. And and how are you suggesting you're measuring that through the spectrocell or something? Uh, I use vibrant American. Yeah, and I think they're doing like a spectrocell like 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 test. Uh, and there, there's a, a transporter problem. And you know, here's where it's not totally like figured out. Lithium is one of the things that's uh, shown to move B12 into the brain and it's thought to move it intracellular as well. Uh, And so supplementing lithium might bring that forward. But the form, they're going to start, you know, changing inside the body. And then whether it's hydroxyl or methyl, it's more 
you know, those become more of an issue of whether you're under methylator, over methylator, uh, and if you have symptoms of either, and if you have to switch that. But it's probably not going to change the movement into the cell. That's a transporter issue. Uh, and, you know, when in doubt, detox. But we don't, I, I would try the lithium first and see where it goes from there. We don't know all the cofactors and the transporters and why they upregulate and downregulate. If it's in the serum, it's not a GI issue. The only, yeah, so usually B12 is coming from the diet. It picks up intrinsic factor, which is secreted with hydrochloric acid in the stomach and then is absorbed in the intestine. And so if you have a GI issue like hypochlorhydria or some transporter issue there, it'll never get to the serum. So if it's in your serum, then it's already there. Amazing. What else? Anybody else? Let me just repeat the question, yeah. just because yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna probably put this on the oh, podcast. Yeah, uh, is kidney care safe for an elderly gentleman that's had that's been on dialysis and had some issues? You know, you always have to be kind of careful. Uh, you know, I, isotonic is also a, a nice uh, gentle thing for kidney drainage, and you want to work up the levels, and you want to start opening everything up. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you're gonna have to get to high levels to to be able to work on that. But you have to slowly titrate up, and you have to watch, you know, electrolyte levels, kind of like a hawk, because you don't want them to dysregulate, because you're already in a kind of damaged situation. But you, you might be able to get to that area where you start draining all that out. Then also, because all the residual long-term damage in there, you know, some sort of regenerative thing like exosomes or stem cells are probably going to be essential for trying to restore all that much function you know there's the point at which it's kind of hard to bring back recommendations around stem cells dr shade yeah so you know in stem cells you got uh live cells you got frozen cells and those are usually out of cord blood they call them mesenchymal stem cells so the expanded ones are the live ones that's illegal technically uh technically currently in uh, in the U.S., so you got to go offshore from those. You can get frozen cord blood cells from cord banks, like this, the Utah cord bank or something like that. Uh, or you can get exosomes. And so what are exosomes? Uh, so you're not allowed to grow out the cells, harvest them, and put them back in, in the States. I go to Colombia for that. People go to Mexico. You can go to Panama. Uh, there's a number of places to go. But it's not illegal to just grow them out. And when you grow them out, they stick to the glass walls of the container you're growing them in. And you can milk them like cows. They're little, like little nano cows. And they spit out this milk that are called exosomes. And exosomes mean kind of like liposomes excreted, extensions of the cell. And this is actually thought to be uh, how stem cells do their thing is they'll, even if you graft them in, they'll go stop and they'll secrete these exosomes that have all the growth factors that do all the magic. And so they grow out these cells on a plate, they harvest the milk that comes out, and they clean it up, they characterize it, and they put it in little vials called exosomes. And you can get those exosomes. That's rapidly going away too, so stock your freezers like I did. And you can you know, have somebody inject them into your joints, you can go IV, you can go sub-Q, and you're getting all of those growth factors that you would get from cells. Now, cells, I will say, are a much more radical experience you know the the exosomes are sort of you know you, you keep bringing them in you're getting the regeneration going but 
you know, your first big dose of expanded cells or cord cells is a much more life-changing experience. So I'd say try to get those. That's starting to be a more offshore thing than onshore, but they're not all that expensive. If you're going to uh, a country like, you know, I go to Medellin and do it. And, uh, you know, it's not that expensive to get there. You know, the hotels are not that expensive. They're quite good. You kind of need a security guard at times. And, uh, and you get a lot of stem cells for not a lot of money. And so that's my recommendation. Well, my full recommendation is try to get the live and then keep it going with the exosomes. All right. Any other questions? All right. All right. We good? All right. Well, Dr. Shade, thank you so much. This was awesome. All right. Thanks. All right. Let's have dinner. What do you say? Let's do it. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's show. For the show notes for today's episode, head on over to CoachJoeDI.com and click podcast from the menu. If you'd like to leave a review, which I would absolutely appreciate on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you found this show, please do so. These mean the world to me. They help me understand what my audience is gaining from these shows that I'm pouring my heart into and ultimately helps us to reach more people because these platforms like shows that get reviews. So it helps us out so much. If you're digging the shows, this would be so great if you could just leave a review. Also, I still give away $150 every two weeks to kettlebellkings.com to somebody that reviews my show. So if you leave a review, just screenshot it and email it to hey at coachjodi.com and my team will enter you to win this $150 gift card so that you can outfit your home with a couple of kettlebells on me. Also, when you're in the show notes, you'll find links to any products that we discussed. For full transparency, some of these links do contain affiliate links. This helps me to fund these episodes, pay my staff, and ensure that I'm taking care of the people that take care of us. So I absolutely appreciate you clicking links and using codes. It helps keep this train on the tracks. All right, guys, until next week, thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate you guys subscribing and listening to this show every week. I really put a lot into them, so thank you so much. And you'll hear from me again next week. Take care.